Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Woman podcast. Every two weeks, we'll post a podcast version of one of our free training videos, but you can access them now at beyondordinarywomen.org. This episode or series includes downloadable information on our website, beyondordinarywomen.org. Go to resources on the main menu and click on podcast slash video extras. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, I'm Kay Daigle of Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, and I'd like to welcome you to our series on Fighting Right. This video is the first part of a three-part series, and this is going to cover the nature of conflict. And our guest expert today is Aletha Barnett. Aletha is a trained attorney, and now she is the director of a ministry at Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship that deals with conflict resolution and mediation. She also is on the board of Peacemaker Ministries, and she serves as a conciliator for that ministry as well. And she does some private mediation and conflict resolution with people also. Um, You can read more about Aletha on our website. We have her bio, and we will also have a link to her new book that will be coming out soon. As soon as it is published and ready to sell, we'll put that up there as well. So, Aletha, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm so excited because we all know that conflict is all around us, (laughs) in our homes, in our churches, in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods. And so I'm thrilled that we are able to tap into your expertise to find out about it. So let's just get right to it. What can you tell us about the basic nature of conflict? Well, actually, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. It's all around us. Uh, The nature of conflict, the first thing I'd say is that it is inevitable. We either just left a conflict, we're in a conflict, or we're headed to a conflict. Uh. (laughs) Yes, yes. People often, often ask me, is conflict a good thing or a bad thing? In and of itself, it's neither. It has the potential for being good or bad. It depends on the way we handle that conflict. So first of all, it's inevitable. And then it is an enemy of our peace if we don't handle it a certain way. And on the other hand, it could be a catalyst to greater peace if we collaborate and we work together. So it could be handled constructively or destructively. Constructively is beneficial. It's the destructive conflict that I like to focus on to help people handle conflict a better way. In fact, destructively usually is sinful. And we don't want to do that because sin separates us from God. So we need as much peace with God uh, that we can get. So the nature of conflict is that we should expect it. It is a natural thing uh, in our lives. It's alive and well. So we need to know how to handle that conflict. And so you're going to help us fight right. Is that right? (laughs) I hope we can do that. We're going to talk about that and discuss that together today. Yeah. And so that is basically what you mean by constructively handling it is fighting right. That is correct. Fighting it right. And that's encouraging to me to know that possibly when I get in the middle of conflict, there would be a better way to handle it. Yes. There's always a better way. And a part of that better way is dying to ourselves 
and looking to God for direction in how we handle, handle conflict with our brothers and sisters in Christ and also with others because we want to be a witness to those who are not our brothers and sisters in Christ. And in part two, we will get into more of God's way to handle it. Yes. But what can you tell us a little more about the destructive conflict and how that affects us and what it looks like? That's a great question. Uh, Destructive conflict um, is a destructive impact on our lives. Uh, Sometimes it causes a lack of sleep. It causes stress. And we know and we've heard that there are more people hospitalized for stress-related illnesses than anything else. So it can be stressful, and uh, most of all, it adversely impacts our relationships. And so we want to get it right, because we want to not only have a right relationship with God, we want right relationship uh, with people, and especially with family members. There's a lot of family conflict that we uh, work on uh, also. How do people generally respond? If you say conflict is inevitable. Yes. Do we all respond the same way, just in stress and worry, or are there other ways that people respond to conflict? Great question also. We're all wired a little differently, and so it's based on the temperament of that person. Uh, They're generally recognized three different categories of conflict. There's attack there's escape, and then there is the peacemaking response. In the attack response, and we've seen those people who are always attacking people in conflict, in the attack response, it's, you're the problem, so I've got to do something to handle that problem. And so you're looking at the other person as the problem. And underneath attack, there are generally three categories. Uh, One is assault, which would be verbal or physical. Uh, The other one is litigation. Now, you wouldn't normally think of suing somebody as an attack response, but it is attack. And the Bible tells us very clearly in 1 Corinthians 6 and 1 that we should not sue each other. And on the extreme side, attack is murder. So we've got the attack response. And so let's look at the um, escape response. In that response, whereas in the attack, you were focusing on the other person, In the escape response, you're trying to protect yourself. Generally, uh, denial is one of them. It's like the ostrich that bears a head in the sand, and it doesn't exist. But conflict is real. And as appropriate, we need to deal with it sometimes. So there's denial. Then there's flight, where at all costs, you're getting away, because you cannot deal with that conflict. An example of that that everybody would be pretty much familiar with would be um, Joseph and Potiphar's wife when he fled from her to keep uh, from committing sin. And then in the escape side, the other extreme is suicide. That's so sad. You know, it's such a problem that you can't deal with it. And so you end your life. On the attack, it's murder. On the escape, it's suicide. And so, but there's a better way for us to handle conflict. And that's the peacemaking aspect of it. I'll just touch on a, a few of those because there are a number. But in um, peacemaking, one of the things we want to do is overlook an offense. Don't make a mountain out of a molehill. Don't sweat the small stuff. And as Chuck Swindoll says, everything is small stuff. So overlook minor offenses uh, especially. 
And then you've got negotiation. It's a simple matter. Let's sit down and resolve it. And then, of course, there's mediation, where you have a third party to come alongside and assist those in conflict to unlock conflict. So our focus is to try to get people to do the peacemaking aspect. The peacemaking. Uh, yeah, so those are the different responses. And, and the listeners may want to identify uh, where they are. There's attack, there's uh, escape, and there is peacemaking. Sometimes we have a natural propensity for one of the other. And one example is a lady at work who was an attack person who was often in conflict uh, with other people. And so management called her in. And so she um, got a little better. And there was this office joke, she's going to crack. She can't, keep, she can't hold it because she's a natural attack person. But as believers, we get transformed and we can do better and better and go into the peacemaking aspect with the Holy Spirit helping us. And that's so encouraging to hear yes. that we can actually grow to be yes. better peacemakers Absolutely. instead of attacking yes. or, or fleeing Absolutely. either one. Absolutely. I'm a witness to that. I've grown. <laughs> <laughs> and, and really, I have too. Yes. You know, yes. when you're forced to deal with it, when yes. you're put in situations, yes. Yes. You, do, you do either move forward yes. or really would struggle probably Absolutely. with all sorts of, as you said, consequences, yes, physical absolutely. and absolutely. emotional consequences. Yes. But, you know, conflict really seems to most of us like a dirty word. But is there a way to feel like it's not negative when you encounter it? Absolutely. You know, we can look at conflict as a bother because of all of the emotions and various things uh, that go with it. But the real thing that we should do in reference to conflict is that we should view it as an opportunity. I heard a statement once that your, when your outlook changes, the way you see things, when your outlook changes, then you can look out and see a change. And so we know that nothing gets to us, but that our sovereign God allows it to get to us, including a conflict. We also know that everything works together for our good. Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good. So that includes conflict. So three opportunities in conflict. It's an opportunity, one, to glorify God because we want to glorify him in everything we do. And then the other one is an opportunity to serve others and an opportunity to grow to be more Christ-like. That's God's goal for us is that we are transformed more into the image of Christ. And so one of the ways we're transformed is by trouble, transformed by trouble. So conflict can be trouble. So Look at conflict as an opportunity. And you know what's so great about that? Is that when you look at it as an opportunity, you will embrace it more. You never get to practice forgiveness unless someone has wronged you. In conflict, if you're wrong, you get to actually practice that biblical principle. We're full of biblical principles. We know those principles. But when someone is unlovely to you in conflict, you get the opportunity to practice loveliness. We love even our enemies. So 
even in conflict, whether it's an enemy or not, we embrace that for the opportunities in it. And uh, when we've been through conflicts and things before, we know that sometimes when we're out of that conflict, we look back and say, wow, I thought that was going to kill me, but now I know that worked together for my good. So in the conflict, if we can embrace it and recognize there's an opportunity in it, and there's always a lesson to learn, there's always an opportunity to grow. So that bothersome conflict that we were talking about, let's embrace it and see what God has in it for us and for us to be ambassadors to others within that conflict. You know, some people may not have ever seen how we're supposed to handle conflict so we can be a witness to even those that we're in conflict with. Well, Aletha, if I talk to you long enough, I'd almost want to find a conflict to get in <laughs> because it has so many positive benefits. That's wonderful. So I look forward to our next video when you talk about really God's answers. Yes. What, what he shows us to do yes. in the midst of conflict, yes. as you've alluded to just yes. a little bit here. Yes. I'm excited to hear more about that. Yes. So I hope that you will join us for uh, the second video in our series of Fighting Right. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcasts and information about women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. This podcast was produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Kay Halligan, Deborah Herring, Sharifa Stevens, and John Sparks. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used by courtesy of Christine Miller.